With your coronavirus update for Thursday, September 9th, I'm Jim Watkins. We'll have an update on the president's remarks and new mandates coming up shortly. But first, take a look at the latest numbers on cases and what our global trends look like. First up, the United States. To date, 41.6 million cases of coronavirus in the U.S., 672,000 COVID-related deaths. 31.6 million people have recovered from getting COVID in the U.S. 98% of those who had COVID survived. On Tuesday, the U.S. recorded 1,700 COVID-related deaths across the United States, Texas leading the count with 270, California with 146 deaths reported, Louisiana with 138, Indiana with 76, Tennessee 83 deaths from COVID-related illness. Those are the hardest-hit states this week. Cases are down 9.25% from seven days ago, with cases at just over 150,000 on average per day. Deaths are also down 6.7% from last week to 1,204 per day. Florida deaths are down 85% from one week ago and 20 deaths per day on average. It's down from 142. New monoclonal testing and antibody treatment at various camps set up through the state of Florida, which the president praised earlier today in his speech. Turning our attention to the global numbers, new cases globally are down 8.4% at just under 591,000 cases per day being reported around the world. Daily deaths from week to week are down 6.8% at just under 9,000 COVID-related deaths per day around the world. According to our World in Data, 103,900 people at this time are in serious condition from COVID. Deaths from COVID-related illness remains at 2% of all cases worldwide. And now news with impact. Podcaster Joe Rogan made headlines this week by announcing he treated his illness with ivermectin prescribed by his doctor. Ivermectin, which is used worldwide for treating intestinal diseases and by U.S. military, sparks controversy because of one study that was inconclusive, though many health professionals, both here at home and around the world, affirm its efficacy in reducing deaths from COVID. President Biden unveiled executive orders he plans to mandate vaccines for all federal employees with no exemptions. The executive order also applies to millions of federal contractors. Biden also encouraged many businesses and state leaders to follow suit. Here's a little of what he said. I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. President Biden speaking on Thursday, including fines for travelers who refuse to wear masks will be doubled, and the president plans to initiate mandates for the nation's teachers to get vaccinated. Speaking of vaccinations, 41.3% of the global population has received at least one dose, in the U.S., closer to home, 61% of Americans have received at least one vaccine, and of those, 52% are considered fully vaccinated. Globally, the United Arab Emirates leads the world with vaccinations at 88% of its population, followed by Portugal, Spain, and Singapore as the top nations with the most vaccinated people in terms of percentages. The U.S. ranks 17th. In the latest Sayers Adverse Effects Report through August 23rd, according to the CDC, there have been 13,911 deaths reported by people recently vaccinated. 
56,912 hospitalizations. A majority of those were with patients over 60 years of age. Vaccine developer Novavax said on Wednesday it has initiated an early-stage study to test its combined flu and COVID-19 vaccine. The trial, to be conducted in Australia, will enroll 640 healthy adults between the ages of 50 and 70 years old and who have either been previously infected with COVID or given an authorized COVID-19 vaccine at least eight weeks prior to the study. Participants will receive a combination of the company's COVID-19 vaccine candidate and its influenza shot nanoflu along with an adjuvant or vaccine booster. And the publication Intercept released an 800-page report earlier this week through the Freedom of Information Act showing the National Institute of Health had funded research that may have led to the COVID outbreak. According to the federal report, there is conclusive evidence that NIH, along with New York-based EcoHealth Alliance, provided funding for the Wuhan Institute of Virology as far back as 2015, which included gain-of-function research. The same research, Senator Rand Paul accused Dr. Anthony Fauci of using and who denied it just months ago. China has long denied the coronavirus escape from a lab, saying COVID-19 emerged from a wet market where live bats were sold. All of this information is available at our website, including the latest data in our drop-down menu on the front page. Look at candidlyspeaking.net. With your coronavirus update for September 9th, I'm Jim Watkins.